nutrition and lifestyle transformation coach. I'm the founder and CEO of Never Settle Lifestyle, a company created to guide you in the pursuit of becoming the best version of yourself through the complete wellness of your body, mind, and soul. I am here to journey along with you as you transform your life and no longer settle for less than what you are truly capable of. I'll show you how to finally take a stand for maintaining your life balance while performing at an elite level with grace and ease. I'll share with you the methodology of habit and change psychology that has changed my life and the lives of so many others. Together, we'll commit to the relentless pursuit of progress, all the while not taking life too seriously. Here we revolutionize your resilience as you begin to get comfortable with adversity. Welcome to the Never Settle Lifestyle Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome to today's episode. I am so stoked to have Susan Bratton on the episode today. So Susan is an intimacy expert to millions, and we cover a lot in a very short amount of time here. So you may want to grab a notebook, and trust me when I say we get down to the nitty gritty. So some of the things that we cover are how to connect deeply with our partners. We go into female arousal and how to get the most out of that how to reconnect with your partner and get comfortable during sex if you've experienced sexual abuse or shaming around your sexuality. We go into how we can optimize our hormones and honestly be having really great sex later in life. We go into how diet and hydration play a major role in our sexual health and satisfaction. We talk about female ejaculation and much more. So Susan is a champion and advocate for those who desire intimacy and passion throughout their whole life. She's created hundreds of techniques that transform having sex into making love and the world's most well-respected sexual biohacker. Susan is co-founder and CEO of two companies, Personal Life Media Inc. and a publisher of the Better Lover brand of heart-centered lovemaking techniques and bedroom communication skills and sexual regenerative therapies, and the 20 LLC, a manufacturer of organic and botanical supplements that enhance sexual vitality. Susan is also an active and caring spokesperson for Gainswave and Femwave and the Dr. Joel Kaplan Company, three sexual biohacking regenerative therapies for increasing one's sex span to achieve ageless sexuality. 
be sure to check out the links in the show notes because Susan has left us with so many links to so many resources. A lot of them are downloadable. And I promise you, if you head over to her website, any question that you have, it's going to be answered. So take advantage, check these links out, and they're especially for listeners. So I hope you enjoy it. That being said, let's dive right in. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the show. Welcome, Susan Bratton. Hi, Susan. Hi, Beauty. How you doing today? Doing good. I'm so excited to have you on. So tell us a bit about yourself, what you do, and just all the nitty gritty of what we're going to get into today. Okay. Um, I am an intimacy expert to millions. Uh, for the last couple of decades, this is my second career. I got into it in my 40s, my early 40s, and I own two companies. I'm a publisher of passionate lovemaking techniques, and I've written and authored 44 books and programs that teach people how to transform having sex into making love. Um, what I like to do is I like to teach bedroom communication skills, sexual pleasuring and orgasmic techniques. And then the third leg of a really solid stool, if you will, around your own sexuality and kind of owning it, nurturing it, moving it forward, maturing it, making it better. So you can be on the upward pleasure spiral your whole life long is intimate wellness, which includes both what I would call regenerative strategies, such as, you know, fixing broken things. I don't have any lubrication. My vagina hurts. You know, I'm peeing my pants. I can't get to orgasm, all those things, all the way up to what I would consider to be enhancement or sexual biohacking. So how do you have like the most amazing vulva and how can your body be just massively comfortable, confident, and orgasmically, you know, just like so well-trained that pleasure is just fueling your life. So it's health, it's communication, and it's the actual techniques and understanding how our bodies work and how to pleasure them so you have really good sex that keeps you looking 10 years younger than all your peers and gives you a long not just sex span but health span right into really good longevity oh, i'm so excited <laughs> just to you know go into all of this because the conversations that I have with clients, with friends, there's so many things that we just ultimately don't understand. And yeah. I think our mentors and our parents and people that were supposed to teach us this stuff, it was, I feel like so taboo within, you know, that generation. And um, I don't know if anybody can relate to this. And this is actually something that I've not been public about, but I grew up in a very religious, very strict household under the guise of purity culture. So I had to figure it out on my own. I remember my parents like throwing a, well, my mom throwing a book at me and be like, here, read this. And me just not really knowing what to do with it, you know, and then having sex education in school. And then from there, I was expected to remain a virgin until I got married. And I still think that I deserve a trophy for that because I actually did. <laughs> so I was a virgin until age 20 when I got married to my first husband. Long story short, that did not work out. But it's left me with, um, you know, 
things to untangle. And it's actually been a lot of fun getting to know my sexuality, you know, from being in my 20s and now in my 30s, and then ultimately thinking about having children and what this looks like long term with my husband now. And going into my later years and obviously being such a health advocate, it's like, okay, how can we relearn this in such a different way, but also cultivate deep, meaningful relationships sexually with our partners? Mm -hmm. So I love it. So on that note, I would like to start off with, in terms of be it sexual trauma or someone that has endured, you know, shame around their sexuality, be it from religious upbringing or whatever beliefs are involved in that. Let's say you have a couple and that's the topic on the table, whether it is outspoken about or not, how does a couple go about that and start to get comfortable sexually with each other? Yeah. So first of all, I'm very, very sorry about being brought up in a purity culture. Um, it's a method of control of women, and I hope that you can completely break free of it in this lifetime. Um, it's extremely uh, demoralizing, shame-inducing, pleasure-stealing, um, as well as just um, dampening your whole life. And the answer to everything you've been talking about is to learn more. The fear and the repression and the shame come from information being withheld from you that you need to have a good, happy sex life that contributes to your vitality and your longevity and your joy in life, your creativity, your passion, etc. So uh, knowing that you were controlled and being aware of that is half the battle. The other half is not a battle, it's an opportunity and a journey. And our parents aren't really responsible. No one's responsible for teaching us about sex ed. It's our own personal journey. It's a part of our personal growth. And we intuitively understand what it is that we need to know first. And for many people, it is beginning with healing. And there, are, the way to heal is to learn new skills, have good sexual experiences. And to know that when you start learning things, you're not very good at them until you get them into muscle memory. You've got a mind-body connection. All the same things that you're teaching your clients or doing in CrossFit work exactly the same way in our sexuality because we have to have mind-body connection to feel the pleasure especially if we've been taught that sex is shameful. A lot of times we don't even like to look at our genitals or to be touched in our, on our genitals. We don't know the names of all of the parts. We don't understand how they work. We, um, we could have touch applied and it could feel numb. It could make us burn with shame. It could make us feel pain. It could make us feel wrong. It could make us feel post-traumatic stress disorder. So our body, the enteric nervous system, the part of our womb that holds the meaning of the memories that have happened to us needs to be loved to clearing. So the combination of having a partner that you have established a very good communication with so, such that you can say anything that you need to say is the very firmament upon which all of the other things begin to shift 
into from from shame and sadness and lack and longing into pleasure and connection and joy and comfort. And um, I, I want to let you know that it's interesting that um, there's a documentary being made about me right now, about my life, my story and my work. And the reason it's being made about me is certainly my work is is very very good because what I do is I tr trans I do I teach heart connected passionate love making, and that means that people are consenting, they're connected, they feel loved, they feel safe, they they want joyful pleasure, and so much of what's out there is rooted in shame between what you see on the movies and what's on pornography that there are very few good models of what can happen. I also grew up in a in a in a world of shame and abuse, a lot of abuse, um emotional, physical and sexual. And I had a, everything that could go wrong for me sexually went wrong, which is what ultimately made me move out of the Silicon Valley and high tech and get into teaching people how to transform friction into connection. And I think the most important thing to understand is that once you can talk about anything and you have a safe haven with a partner, then you can begin to learn how your body works and how your female body is different than your partner's male body if you're in a you know male-female relationship. Because another thing that happens for women is that we feel like we're broken because we're not as responsive as our partners. And I'd like to circle back to that because I think it's really important. And then once you start learning pleasuring skills, you begin to learn all these new things and start having fun. And if at first you're still clearing away the debris that's caught in your nervous system, know that you will come through that and out the other side. One of the best ways to clear that is through yoni massage and G-spot healing, sacred spot, it's called. It's kind of a a nexus of our nervous system that once it's stroked and stimulated and it blossoms, literally blossoms, um, that it can allow us to let go of things. And when we can let go of things, we can move through them and they don't grip us anymore. And then we can move more and more into out of pain and into pleasure. And almost every woman that I talk to has some forms of shames and traumas just from being in our society, even if they didn't grow up in a religious dynamic. So um, it's really step one and, and quite easy and lovely to do. Beautiful. Okay. So I want to dive into the nervous system and ultimately how we're holding on to that trauma Something that I am incorporating with my clients is breath work, EFT tapping, meditation, and things of that nature, Reiki healing. And that first energy center that you're referring to, you know, that root chakra is, yeah. that's, that's literally, <laughs> we're speaking the same language here. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm so curious as to, so what I'm hearing you say is that we need a trusting connection with our partner and to be able to relax and open up and be ready to receive. Now, is there any deeper science behind that with the mind body connection where 
you know, the trauma lies within the cells. Is there anything further we can learn there? Yeah. Um, the place that I direct you to is the somatic experience technique. You're already doing a lot of somatic work. Somatic means of the body. And that's where I think that talk therapy can be very helpful if you feel like you've suffered trauma. But a somatic sexologist is someone who can really help move that stuff through and out of the body. It will actually release the trauma. And the trauma doesn't necessarily always need to be in the shashamna, in that first sacral chakra, um, in the, you know, vag urovaginal vulval complex. It doesn't need to be even be in there. It could be in your kidney or it could be in your throat or it could be in your heart or it could be in your gut or it could be anywhere. To circle back, I want to ask, how can we be having really really satisfying sex on both parties. Talk us through that because males, females, we're very different beings. <laughs> we need the keys to the kingdom. So can you please enlighten us about that? Yes. Here's the thing about sexuality. It's a very vast landscape. And you're at different stages of your sexuality at different ages, and you're at different stages based on your experiences that you've had growing up and the environment in which you've grown up, as well as the partners that you've had or haven't had. And also just kind of how you're wired. So I have to make everything available to people and meet them where they are, which is why I have a lot of different kinds of resources. The very first one I want to give you is something called the Sexual Soulmate Pact, P-A-C-T. It's at sexualsoulmatepact.com. It's a download of probably the most important technique that I've ever created, which is a communication technique that does a couple things. It helps, and I'm just going to talk man-woman dynamics on this show, but letting your listeners know that I support all people across the gender spectrum in their entire fluidity and self-expression and I also come at our sexuality from such a body-based perspective that there is an XX and an XY chromosome homo sapien. And we are XX women, female presenting vulva owning estrogen dominant versus penis owning XY chromosome testosterone dominant human beings have different arousal patterns. And a lot of where we get into trouble is in the, in the misunderstanding of each other's arousal patterns. And so I think that's really important. But until you begin, and that's where I want to spend some time today, because I think it's really interesting and helpful for people. But you have to begin by understanding what your own body is telling you, because she's always talking to you. And we have learned to, as women to tune ourselves out for the betterment of others and to sacrifice our own pleasure for other people's pleasure and happiness. And so you have to actually train yourself to begin to listen to her. One of my girlfriends, Deborah Kagan, who has a wonderful new book called Undressed. Um, she'd be great on your show too, if you want, her, want to know her. Um, one of the things that she taught me that was really interesting is that the lips of the vulva and the entrance to the vagina look very much like the how our larynx looks they're a similar design of nature and a lot of times women who have been sexually repressed shamed abused or shut down 
also have lost their voice to speak for themselves. And so a big part of getting reconnected to your own truth is in listening to what your body is saying during intimacy and giving voice to it to your partner. And so I teach you about felt sense and listening because it's not intuition. It's different than that because I know you're an intuitive and I've got very highly developed intuitions as well. However, this is a different thing. This is actually felt sense. What is your body telling you it wants? Too hard, too soft, I'm hot, I'm dry, I'm whatever, nervous, I'm, that doesn't feel good, stop now. We often just gut it out in sex to make our partners happy and they really don't want that anyway, so it's a terrible habit we need to break. So the Sexual Soulmate Pact teaches you how to feel and then give words and voice to the feelings and it solves the other problem, which is that men being testosterone dominant, they think they know what they're doing more than they do. Where women think they know less than they know, men think they know more than they know. They're more sure, they're more certain, they're more self-confident, and they're very goal-oriented. And those are all beneficial things, but we have to understand that when they think they know what they're doing and then we speak up and ask for something often, because men live in a pecking order society where women are more in a team dynamic, that, um, I mean, we, we queens fix each other's crowns, you know, we just do that. Men don't do that. They're in a pecking order. So when they think they've done something wrong, they, they kind of like fall apart emotionally right in the middle of sex when you ask them one simple thing or they go, I know you don't have to tell me or whatever. And it's like, um, dude, yeah, I do. And you need to take it in and thank me for it. But you can't say that to them. So I have this ninja way of kind of t training a guy to love your spoken felt sense and not take it as criticism and not collapse emotionally and to love it and to thank you for it. And I think that's the sexual soulmate pact and you've got to start there. And since it's written, I don't need to go into it here. I want to move on if that's okay with you to the difference between the female and male body and arousal, because it's a super important fundamental piece of knowledge as much as being able to speak your needs. Yes. Let's go into that because I think Developing that understanding will definitely give us a place to start and then we can take that pack and actually go into it and start to unfold everything that you're talking about here. So yeah, let's dig in. Do you have video that you use anywhere? I will go, I'll use it on um, Reels. I can, I was planning on forwarding it to you. So yes. Right. So what I'm going to do then, so people can follow you on Instagram and follow me on Instagram and they can see what I'm going to show you. How does that sound? Perfect. Okay. Um, my Instagram is my name, Susan Bratton. What is yours? So mine's at never settle life. Oh, okay. Never settle life. Per perfect. Okay, great. So now everybody who's listening knows how to find what we're going to talk about. This is a picture of a female vulva and it's the mons, the outer labia, the inner labia. When you open the inner labia, the inside there is called the vestibule. There's the clitoral ho hood, and under that is the shaft, and then there's the clitoral tip or glands. That's our little mini penis. 
And then inside the vestibule, there's where our urine comes out. That's called the urethral exit. And there's the opening to the vagina, which is called the introidal sphincter. And then the labia meet at the bottom in the fourchette and past that is the perineum and then the anus. That's the vulva. That's the outer face of our genital structure. And if I peel away the skin underneath, and by the way, every single part that I just named is orgasmically, it, it, it's, it can be orgasmically activated. I call it orgasmic activation. And I'm, I'm going to talk to you about the tools that I use to get the whole vulva to come online on our brain so that we can feel way more pleasure than we're feeling now, just being very tip of the clit focused. If I peel away the tissue, what I'm showing is a second image. And the second image is the erectile tissue structures underneath the vulva. They're not in the vagina. So there's more to the vulva and vagina. It could be called the genital urinary system. It could be called you know, the, the, you know, the genital structures of the female system. I like to call it the yoni, Y-O-N-I. A yoni is a tantric lovemaking word, a Sanskrit word that really signifies the spiritual, sexual pleasure system. It's all the parts because it's not just the vagina and the tip of the clitoris that are orgasmically pleasurable. You can activate everything. And the second piece that I want you to understand as well is that basically the penis sticks out 50% and sticks in and down to the testicles, about half of it in and down. It's twice as big as what you might see sticking out of a man. And inside that banana's worth of tissue are three erectile tissue chambers and they're long and straight and there's two corpus cavernosum and one corpus spongiosum and they fill men have something called fast acting hemodynamics blood flow good sex is based on blood flow and mind body connection those are your two most critical factors everything kind of flows from the blood flow because the tissue inside the penis is erectile tissue a banana's worth of erectile tissue in the penis. If I open the penis, I have a little fake banana I can open. It's like a lunch, it's a lunchbox for a banana. I love my little demo. I pull out the fruit and I turn it into a circle with a point at the top, almost like a teardrop, and stick it around the vagina underneath the skin of the vulva. That is our three erectile tissue systems. We have as much erectile tissue as our male-bodied partners, but it's under the hood it's one little tip sticks out if we're a sticky outy clitoris person all the rest is inside and so it gets short shrift it gets no attention and this is what it looks like it's the clitoral body the urethral sponge and the perineal sponge underneath the vagina so the clitoral body many of us have been on instagram and seen the three-dimensional you know the little clit head and neck and arms and legs and body well that's all in there but there's two more tissue sponges too so all of this tissue is right wrapped around our vaginal opening 
underneath our skin buried inside. So here's what happens. And this is really, so the number one critical thing is blood flow is what expands the tissue so that there's more surface area so that it sends more signals to our brain, which is what actually processes the pleasure. The brain is the biggest sex organ. We've all heard that, but why? Because it's actually letting us know what feels good and what doesn't. So you want to get it plumped up. So a guy, he's he doesn't want to have sex without an erection. It doesn't feel as good. He wants a nice, big, firm erection, don't we all? Well, we women, we need to get a nice, big, firm erection too. Only he wakes up, he, he has nighttime erections if he's healthy. He wakes up with morning wood. When he sees our boobs, he Im immediately gets erect and he's like, bam, ready to go. He's full of testosterone. He masturbates every day. He's just always in his sex world. We're on a 28-day cycle. We can be responsively interested in sex, but we're not normally or by regular course spontaneously ready for sex. We're responsively ready for sex. And it takes us 15 to 30 minutes, depending on the frequency of how much pleasure we get. Like if you're a woman who has sex for an hour every day, you're going to fill those chambers up faster than a woman who has sex. And by sex, I don't mean intercourse. I mean, and I don't like the words foreplay and intercourse because mm -hmm. that means you're focused just on sex being intercourse and everything gets rushed to intercourse. Sex is holding, hugging, kissing, breast play, massage, oral pleasuring, manual pleasuring, intercourse, anal sex, anything, role play. It's all the things that get you turned on. And it was the religious patriarchal perspective that sex was only for procreation because they were trying to hold us down and control us. And that women after menopause were useless. You might as well just throw them out to the wolves because, you know, we're done with them because they can't make us more religious children. And so once you get out of that notion of sex is intercourse and you think about everything being pleasurable and you slow down and you give yourself time to take an entire banana's worth of erectile tissue that's wrapped around your vulva and give it the time and the stimulation that it needs to get fully erect, then we start having orgasms from intercourse. We start wanting sex instead of shying away from it. We start having it be really satisfying. But the thing is that we've all been raised in this patriarchal religious shame world that says rush to sex and when he's ready oh my god we better be ready so when women come to me and they're like i have lubrication issues i've got libido issues i ask that woman well you know i use words that she can relate to so like you know how long is your foreplay uh what kind of things do you do are you held? Are you loved? How's your hydration? Do you get turned on? Do you feel like your vulva plumps up when you're having intercourse or not? What are your estrogen levels? Because the estrogen actually keeps the tissue plump to hold the moisture. The blood flows into your pelvic bulb. It fills up the erectile tissue chambers. It seeps through the vaginal mucosal lining and wets the lining with fluid from the blood plasma. And so if we don't have the time and the safety and the comfort to get there, if we're rushed because 
we think we're supposed to have intercourse when he gets hard, which is what most women do. Then we submit to sex and it's no good and we're unhappy and we don't want it. And then we get divorced and we start over and the new relationship energy wears off and we're back again to not liking sex. And we're wondering how are people having good sex when it's so shitty for me? And so this is what we have to do. We have to be able to tell our partners what we want. It's different every day. We're on a moon cycle, even after menopause, keeping our estrogen topped up, especially a vaginal estrogen serum is very good for us and getting enough hydration, nitric oxide, leafy green vegetables and blood flow into our pelvic bowl without feeling rushed or unsafe is what it takes for us to start having pleasurable sex and then we can begin to learn lots of pleasuring techniques on top of that oh yes thank you <laughs> it makes sense when you explain it right yes like, yeah. yeah and like i'm i'm thinking of the more stressful times in my life and you know times of when you're in that survival mode and yes. i i feel like when we're in that state, it's literally what you were just saying. Our brain is focused on that and our, our body is not in that mode of safety and mode of openness. And it takes a lot of time and intention to, okay, it's time for sex now. And it's for me personally, just to be super open, like, it's not like I can't get there. It's just kind of like, okay, I kind of need to be preempted about this. Maybe a little bit more than I would be on any given Thursday. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, I can take my mind off of exactly what I'm doing and all these to-do lists to kind of like put the fires out or whatever. And I can focus on like relaxing, having a good time. And luckily I have a partner that's amazing in making me feel safe and um, held and all of those beautiful things. But thank you so much for explaining that because I think that, yeah, we're, we put the pressure on ourselves as well, you know, that we need to kind of show up at the drop of the hat and we're not men. Right. We don't have fast acting hemodynamics. We don't have the testosterone he does. We don't have the erections. We don't have the masturbation patterns. We don't have any of those things. Yeah. He's spontaneous. We're responsive. Right. And because we're estrogen dominant, we have our brains on a million things. You, you ever try to talk to a guy when he's doing something? Like he literally cannot do two things at once. <laughs> One thing at a time. And he's super goal oriented. Where for us, we can do dance steps while we're, you know, doing three other things. And so it's just the difference between us. And here's what women do all the time. We think it's us and mm -hmm. we're broken. Well, I just can't have orgasms from intercourse. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm broken. And he goes, well, I guess you are, but we're still having sex. And you yeah. know what sex means to him? It means intercourse. And it's like, if, he, if we just slowed down and learned how to give that woman tons of pleasure and get her engorged so she has her lady boner mm -hmm. before she's penetrated, she could start having, she could cross that gasm chasm, close that orgasm gap and start having really great orgasms before and after. A lot of times what I do in my sex life is like really common types of things I do. And every time I have sex, it's different because I have so many skills and so many experiences and lots of things I like to do. But something pretty common for me might be either starting with a makeout where like the other day I started out with a, with um, 
a makeout and I was stroking my partner's penis and he was playing with my boobs and he's really good at it. My boobs are so <laughs> orgasmic now because your nipples, your lips and your yoni are a three-legged stool that all works in concert to get your arousal going. And so if you're like, oh, I don't like my boobs, let that go and start liking your boobs yeah. and playing with your boobs and teach them how to be orgasmic. Your boobs are great. Whatever yes. size and shape they are, <laughs> love your boobs. From a small titty girl, I will vouch for that. Just <laughs> I'm a big, I'm a big saggy titted girl and I'll vouch for it too. And, um, we were making out a little bit and he was playing with my boobs and I was stroking his cock and he was telling me three things that he loves about me, which I love to hear as I'm starting to get turned on because it calms me down and makes me feel really good. I like the verbal encouragement and appreciation. And then he gave me a yoni massage and I just laid there and he just stroked the oils on me. And I want to tell you about the oils too. I might as well do it right now. Yeah. And, um, then, uh, then I had a whole bunch of orgasms from the yoni massage and then we did 69, which you get really good at over time. You don't mm -hmm. start out good. You're like, Oh my God, there's too many things going on. And then you <laughs> how to really relax into it and ride the waves of pleasure mm -hmm. that got me even more turned on. And then we had intercourse and then I still had some orgasms left in me because he ejaculated and he was finished. And I laid down with my Yoni facing him on pillows. He was up with his head kind of against the headboard. And I laid down on pillows and he played with my boobs and told me how beautiful I was. Well, I used a vibrator on my Yoni mm. and had a couple more really intense orgasms. And then I was good and I came back up and I nestled in his arms. And so that's just one example of a million variations, but it's kind of like we incorporated sex toys. We did some oral pleasuring. He gave me a Yoni massage. I stroked his man cannon. We made out. He played with my boobs. Like that's what feminine what i call matriarchal instead of patriarchal sex looks like and it's fantastic and so one of the things that i wanted to show you is um you know we talk a lot about getting rid of toxins and and watching our our microbiomes our vaginal our gut our everything biomes and and how we want to not put a lot of chemicals into our system. And I found a brand that I love called Foria, F-O-R-I-A. And have you heard of them? I have not. No, so I'm really curious. I'm going to get some sent to you. Um, they have a product called Awaken, which is a CBD and botanical oil that you just you just coat the vulva with it and it the botanicals start on the endocannabinoid system that's in our body start triggering our brain and we begin to feel all the skin on our labia and our clitoris and our vaginal opening and all that stuff kind of gets activated and enlivened it's called awaken and then you put a melt up inside your vagina and they have four kinds. They have a vibrance melt, which is very emollient, lubricating. They have a, an intimacy melt, which is just 
for love making. They have a booty melt, which is if you want to try anal pleasuring, which is a learned skill that feels really incredibly delicious. You just have to work your way up to it. And they have a um, relief melt, which has double the CBD for women who are extremely dry and fragile. And the cocoa butter melts inside the vagina, so you don't have to try to get lube up in there. You put the suppository, it melts. Mm. And by the time you do have intercourse, it's so nice. And then you use their sex oil with CBD on top of it all. It all works together. And this is what gives you the slippy slideys. The awaken starts the mind-body connection. The sex oil is the lubricant. And the CBD, the, the, the CBD is non-psychoactive. It's not a THC that's going to get you high in any way. But what's interesting about it, and it's available in all 50 states, what's interesting about it is that your endocannabinoid system is a pleasure healing pathway. So especially for women that have any kind of painful intercourse, incontinence, anorgasmia, etc., or sexual shame, trauma, and wounding, because it all mind body, you know, mind body spirit, it's all connected. And what I love about this system, I call it the pleasure protocol. Put the awaken on first, pop the suppository to melt inside, then add your oil on top. And what's nice is you can wipe it all off. It's edible. There's nothing in it. And there's none of those icky preservatives that are in drugstore stuff. Yeah. No yucky silicones or anything like that. It's, I, as soon as you said CBD, I was like, oh my God, that's brilliant. Because yeah. You know, even during different times of the month when you're more tense and it takes you a minute to kind of relax in, that would be amazing. So I'm so excited to use that. I cannot wait. Um, It's at pleasureprotocol.com for your listeners. And I'll catch you at the end of the show and we'll get your address and I'll have it sent to you. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So to kind of shift gears into like our different times of the month and we are so different day to day. Can you kind of take us through what, what a typical, what can we expect in terms of our arousal and being ready to go and what the body is doing during those different little seasons? Yeah, sure. Um, Well, I still have my period at 62 because I take hormones. I take estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone. And I take enough estrogen that I keep menstruating because I feel like if she ain't bleeding, she's receding. Our bodies have planned obsolescence. And I'm going to I'm gonna ex- go downhill in an accelerated manner when I stop menstruating. And I like to menstruate. So I'm still very, very familiar with the cycles. And I can tell you that in le- if I'm tired, I don't feel like having, I don't feel like making love because if you're tired or you're ill with anything, your health is the other side of the same coin as your libido. So there are days you're tired, but generally because women are primarily responsive, we can have sex every day you know, if we want to. And having sex during your period is really nice because your vagina is kind of rich and thick 
and full and the, the, the blood adds to some slipperiness and lubrication. And so it's a very nice time. And then your five-day horny window, when you are basically able to conceive, comes nine days after the start of your period, starts the five-day horny window on a typical 28-day cycle. So really, if you have enough holding, loving, sexy talk, pillow talk, words of encouragement, full body touch, foot rubs, kissing, boob play, yoni massages, you'll want, nine times out of 10, you'll want to continue on with intercourse or giving and receiving oral or things like that that are a little more accelerated. Um, but I find the best thing to do is to teach my male-bodied partners, teach men that they need to help us get out of our head and into our body and relax. And they need to generously offer us yoni massages, unlimited yoni massages on demand. And if we decide that we want to move forward and do more, it's available to us. And if we don't, they won't be mad at all because they'll ultimately net more intercourse by being very giving and allowing us to receive and see if we can get there. So a lot of times my husband will start with a head massage or a foot massage or a back massage. Almost, <laughs> almost all of my, um, Love making dates start with rubbing THC, topical THC pain cream into my whatever hurts at the time because I work out <laughs> almost every day. And so some my quads are sore, my hammies are sore, whatever. My my upper chest is sore, you know, whatever. My pecs are sore, you know, because I'm always working out. So we just start out with the relaxation and the connection and let it go from there. And I always tell men. Because men are like, well, she never initiates. And they take it as rejection. Because remember, they're in the pecking order that we're not. And so they take it as they've done something wrong. They're not wanted. You know, they go right to the right to the chaos. Mm. And it's a part of their insecurity and their shame for their own desire and not understanding how the female works and all that kind of stuff. And so what I say to guys is, you know, do you take out the trash? Or does your wife or girlfriend? Well, I do that. Well, if a, a rat gets in or a snake or a spider gets in the house, who, who handles that? Well, I do. Okay, so what if I told you that initiating is always your job? Mm. And if she happens to initiate, that it's like, hallelujah, mama initiated. This is a <laughs> red letter day for me. I didn't have to do that. But that it's your job at all times to run her a menu of small offers. Baby, would you like a glass of Chardonnay and tell me mm -hmm. about your day? How about if I rub your feet or the back of your neck with this THC pain cream while we just chat? Would you like to go get in the hot tub together and just, you know, crap around or take a little 10 minute walk around the neighborhood with, and I'll hold your hand? Like, this is what we need to get out of our head and into our body and connect our heart with our partner. And so once a guy knows, okay, I understand there's a five-day horny window. I might have, she might say something then, but it's generally my job. She would always be a yes, you know, if she feels well enough and I give her an opportunity and I've got to do, learn how to do yoni massages and I got to keep making there. Okay, I got it. 
and then they're they're good and then they start doing it yeah and then they start learning how to take feedback during lovemaking with the sexual soulmate pact and then you can begin to say anything to them and then when you do that the next step you want me to tell you the next step mm-hmm. yeah okay because <laughs> this all just makes so much sense yeah it's like it's almost like hindsight isn't it right it's like yeah. I, I i can see everything that you're saying absolutely and oh yeah oh yeah for sure it just makes it so easy when a guy knows his job because a yeah. guy wants here's what a guy wants a guy wants to be respected for a job well done and he needs to win or he goes down in the pecking order Right. So you want to make him a winner. You want to stack his decks for him to be a winner. And what you want is two things in equal measure. You want to be adored verbally. We need verbal Mm -hmm. appreciation and encouragement. And you want to be, uh, you want to be adored and you want to be found sexually irresistible. If he's always just talking about that ass, you're (laughs) like, dude, chill it with that. But if he's like, you make the most amazing meatloaf and your butt looks so hot in those jeans. You're like, oh, I love that. <laughs> it's so simple because we're just different. Right. And so I really think that's helpful. But then once you start getting like, okay, we're, we're talking, he gets that he needs to make offers. We're having some yoni massages, which by the way, how to give a yoni massage is at betterlover.com. Just type in massage in the search box and there's a bunch of yoni and lingam. Lingam is the penis. Yoni and lingam massage techniques and things there. They're not sexually explicit. You can watch them together. You can start practicing their practical tips and the big structure of what to do in the way, honestly, that a dude needs to know. I'm very, very good helping dudes be successful. So the next step, once you've got all that going, is to start learning new things together. Well, what should we learn? This is where the sex life bucket list comes in at sexlifebucketlist.com. You got that one for your Mm -hmm. notes? Yep. Sexlifebucketlist.com has 48 erotic play dates because the couples that learn together are the ones that have new relationship energy that keeps going and the couples that play together stay together and there's 48 not yucky really fun expanded orgasm pleasuring techniques new ideas for sexy things to do in the bedroom that are all very lovely and it comes with, it's a PDF. When you go to sexlifebucketlist.com, you get to download a PDF and I have a video for you. And that's your first erotic play date. You watch it and I walk you through the 48 ideas and you mark them A, B, or C. A, you have to print it out at home. A is, oh, this is definitely going on my bucket list. I want to find my G spot and have female ejaculatory orgasms. Or, oh yeah, I would like to try that sex toy or whatever it is. B's are, it's not for me, but if you want to do it, I would totally try it. Oh, you'd like to find your P spot or become a multi-orgasmic man? Yeah, let's work on that together. And then C's are, it's not for me right now. Never say never, because what you used to look at and go, why would anyone want to do that? You're now like, oh, this is the stuff of my fantasies that I'd actually like to turn into realities. So then you have your A's and they have their A's and you merge your lists and then you have some plans to do new things. And then you feel like you're just in this 
upward pleasure spiral where you're getting better in bed together, you're learning new things, you're incrementing your skills, you're becoming more orgasmic, you're much more satisfied, sex is fun, it doesn't feel like a chore, and you've got everything going really well. Oh, I love it. I cannot wait to check that out. That's going to be so much fun. And on that note too, I, it's so important that we're taking the time to connect with our partners. Like it's, it's wild, you know, we're in this world where we're so busy and everybody's just stuck behind their phone. You know, we're on the couch and like on our phones together. And then you're never actually connecting and like having conversations. And it's so important, you know, just to take the time and touch each other and be with each other and just connect on that deep level. So I love everything that you just said. Good. I want to know what's on your bucket list when you do it. Oh my God. I can't wait. I can't wait to look at all the things. Yeah. I can't wait to find out what you're like, kind of where you are in your, you know, in your journey. It's exciting. It's been a lot of fun. Just, you know, ultimately after, essentially leaving the lifestyle that I once lived and then expanding out into this new world, I was kind of like, okay, let's, let's see what this is all about. What's all the taboo about? And when, when you kind of just ultimately decide not to give a shit and you're like, okay, let's go explore a lot of fun stuff happens. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, luckily I had some very amazing partners and was very safe and yeah, I've, it's pretty, it's a, it's a good life. So (laughs) my partner's amazing. So sex life has never been better at 62. It just keeps getting better. I keep having more and more new experiences and learning new things and having incredible times. And you have, you know, a whole life ahead of you to keep enjoying the the gifts. And remember when I was telling you that they're doing a documentary on me? Mm Mm-hmm. The movie is called The Gift. And if you want to get in the behind the scenes and be like, I want to see when Susan Bratton's documentary comes out. I want to learn mm-hmm. about this. You go to thegift.film and you can opt in there. I've literally never even sent an email to that list yet because we're just getting started. But the, the reason the movie is named, the documentary is named The Gift is because our sexuality is a gift of our humanity. Just like the love of family and friends, the deliciousness of good food and cooking, nutrition, nutrition, uh, moving our bodies in nature and the expression of nature and dance and music. And, you know, all of these things are the gifts of our humanity and our sexuality is in that pantheon Mm -hmm. of the most important things in our lives. So when you get on this upward pleasure spiral, when you start creating a sex life bucket list, when you learn to use, you know, to speak for your lower lips with your upper lips, um, everything starts to transform. When you start to love your body for its incredible pleasure capacity, it's just, it's life-changing. Oh, I'm so grateful to have you on and be educating everybody about this. And I'm learning, you know, quite a bit myself. So as we wrap up, I got a couple more questions. So I want to talk about our orgasmic potential. Would you like to talk into that? Educate us about that a bit, especially for women, you know, because as you said, if, if we're shut down, it can be hard for some women to get there. And then too, if you want to go into female ejaculation, I would love to talk about that. Okay. So yeah. 
What are your other questions too? Let me see how much you still want to ask me. Yeah. So I wanted to go into as well, some things that we can do in our younger years to prep us for very pleasurable later years in life and optimizing our hormones. Okay. All right, good. So um, I'll do the three of them pretty quickly for you. Sure. Um, I think the very first one, well, ask it to me again. So how can we optimize our orgasms? Yeah, okay, you're right. Orgasmic cross-training. That one's really easy. Um, Basically, when I showed you the diagram, you know, the illustration of the vulva and all of the erectile tissue, what you want to do is you want to use the eight different kinds of tools that activate the different parts of the vulva, vagina, the erectile systems, etc. And if you go to orgasmiccrosstraining.com, it's kind of like CrossFit for your orgasm, orgasmiccrosstraining.com has the eight types of tools that will stimulate all of the different areas of your vulva start with one then treat yourself to another one you know a good sex toy costs less than a pair of shoes these days and i'd rather have a new toy that activates another pleasure area of my vulva and although i'm a sneaker whore and (laughs) i'm so bad oh my god i can i can't control myself i love athleisure (laughs) same (laughs) um but, but what's great about it is that activating the different parts. So there's like liquors, thrusters, pulsators, there's, um, Oh, I saw your Dave Asprey episode. I was like oh, writing, great. I was like writing all of them down. I was like, yeah. I got to change my Christmas list. <laughs> you do have to change. Your, what's all, what would, were there any that particularly stood out to you? There were a few. And I honestly can't remember the names of yeah. them now. The, the suction cup one, I was like, all right, that one's on the yeah, list. Yeah, Air stimulator. Okay. That's a bit, and I like that one. Get the womanizer duo because, and it's at orgasmicrosstraining.com. What's great about it is that um, that one gives you both external clitoral air sucking stimulation with a G-spot vibrator inside to activate G-spot pleasure. And it does it simultaneously. And that's the one you might have remembered. I think I said something like, that's the one where when you're done, your hair is sticking straight yes. up because it, you bl- just blew your own mind. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that, definitely put that one on your Christmas list. Yeah. And um, I think that, that just the idea of me encouraging you to just not go down the same pathway all the time as your right. only way to get orgasm, but to try different things. And that's what will make you much more multi-orgasmic and increase the, you know, the engorgement of all that tissue and get that blood flowing, get that turn on and that satisfaction. So that's big. And then just moving right into um, female ejaculation, all women can ejaculate. It's part of our, how our system works. Just like a man urinates and ejaculates out of the end of his penis, that same tube, that's called the urethral tube, basically. And that same tube is inside the vestibule of our, up just above our vagina. And that's where our, our urine comes out and our ejaculate comes out. And female ejaculate is not urine. There's a little muscle, very similar to the vaginal muscle, the sphincter muscle that's the opening to our vagina, that round muscle, a little muscle. It closes off the bladder and allows the blood to seep 
the plasma, the blood plasma, when we're aroused, it seeps watery fluid down into that urethral canal. Mm. And then you have a contraction and it expels the fluid from the same place that your urine comes out. So for example, you can pee before you have sex, then you can ejaculate if you're well hydrated, you can ejaculate, mm. and I like electrolytes, you can ejaculate, and then afterward, you'll go and you'll have a super big pee again, because all this fluid came down into your pelvic bowl, including in your bladder, and you'll pee after sex. So it's not pee. But there, I just got an email from a guy who said about, or maybe it was a woman, she said 50% of the time I urinate and 50% of the time I ejaculate. What do you think it is? And I thought, oh, your muscle got loose. You can't get that muscle to close right. And so to answer your other question, which is, what do we need to do now so that we have great sex the rest of our life, is when you start to experience any kind of diminishment of orgasmic you know, capacity, like it's harder and harder for me to come. My orgasms don't feel as intense. I'm starting to feel incontinence. I'm feeling a loss of lubrication. I'm feeling thinning of the vaginal tissue. I'm noticing that my labia are kind of saggy, you know, all of, or my little muscle in my bladder's not working very well. Go get Femi Wave treatments. Femi Wave, and then the, for your male body partner, gains wave. If he's losing his erection, if he's not as veiny and firm as he used to be, Femi Wave is really good. And, um, or gains wave. Um, femiwave.com slash Susan, you get a seventh treatment free. I'm a spokesperson for them. I went to them and said, I need to be talking about this to everyone. So give me something I can give to people. That's a bonus, a benefit. And what that does is it sends this acoustic wave into the vulvar tissue and it stimulates new tissue growth and it kind of shores up the pelvic bowl and it helps get new tissues so you have more sensitivity so you can achieve orgasm and it firms up the outer labia and it helps with uh, lubrication. I've never had as much lubrication as I do right now. Mm. Often. I do one application of the sex oil and that's all I need. Like mm -hmm. I have a lot of my own lubrication from my Femi wave treatments and I have to chase incontinence at my age. And so I'll go back and get another Femi wave and it'll be good for a while. And then as I age, I got to go do it again. No big deal because it's regenerative therapy. It's not doing damage like the lasers and things that are only right. going in the vagina it's much more of a whole urogenital system reboot for new tissue growth Beautiful. so that's an interesting thing that i would do and i would also be really focused on eating leafy green vegetables and beetroot and uh not using an antibacterial mouthwash and not mm. ever using acid blockers if you've got an acid system you're eating too much sugar and carbs and crap yep so mm -hmm. that's um those are very important things because you need nitric oxide which is a gaseous signaling molecule that helps move the blood into your pelvic bowl and when you can't get the blood to go where you want it to go because you're you have a weak nitric oxide system you can also supplement with citrulline based supplements i have a supplement company as well this is my product my top selling product called flow f-l-o-w and what i love about this is it's made from organic 
watermelon rind, organic spinach powder, organic cherries, and this is what helps us produce nitric oxide. Yes. If we're having trouble doing it or we can't quite get enough greens every day, if we're not eating a beetroot three or four times a week, we can supplement with a nitric oxide supplement. And if you're over 40, especially citrulline is a better pathway for your nitric oxide production than is arginine. So um, flow, uh, the link for this is buy flow now, B-U-Y-F-L-O-W, N-O-W. And that's a special link for podcast listeners where it's like a better deal than you can get on Amazon or things like that. So I think those are the most important things to be thinking about on your way, on your way to aging. So you can just, you know, use it instead of lose it and keep it all working. Ah, thank you so much, Susan. And that totally makes sense with the nitric oxide and two with your workouts, it's going to improve your workouts. I mean, I've taken some of some similar supplements and paid really closely attention, you know, to my intake with my greens and when I am eating beets, especially like around my cycle and things of that nature. And I'll notice, I'll notice the uptake um, of just my energy and my oxygen and all of it. And I mean, you guys like, if that's doing it for your workouts, it's going to do it in the bedroom too. So well, and to a quick little story, I noticed I had a partner and um, he was very dehydrated. I was like, how much water are you drinking a day? Because we were working out together and he looked really lightheaded. He was like, oh, like mm, 16 ounces. And I was like, okay, here's a gallon. Mm-hmm. And Susan, like instantly yeah. grew as well. Like yeah. his penis got much bigger, like just naturally. I was like, whoa, this was a side effect I did not expect, you know? And I was like, this is fun. So you guys hydrate. (laughs) Yeah. And I like those electrolytes. Um, They help me lift heavier. Yes. I always drink, I'm drinking electrolytes as I'm talking to you. I like those Relight. Do you know about those? No. R-E-L-Y-T-E. They have an unflavored electrolyte from a mine, like a salt mine in Utah, where there's no, you know, there's been no plastics or anything in the, Mm -hmm. in the water. And um, everything that's flavored is flavored with what are called natural flavors, Mm -hmm. just chemicals. Right. And I try to stay away from any ultra processed types of things like natural flavorings. And so Relight makes an unflavored electrolyte. You can get them on Amazon. That's very tasty. It's got a really nice sodium potassium balance and it has 49 other minerals in it. And so I love that. I I literally drink that before I go work out and I lift better. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Big difference when I take my electrolytes as well. And I'll have to check that one out. Mine that I prefer has natural flavoring and I'm definitely open to some options. So yeah. Awesome. Good. Well, thank you so much for being on today. This is such a pleasure. We will have all of Susan's links in the show notes for you guys. So enjoy, please check them out. She's been a wealth of knowledge today. Thank you so much. 
It's my pleasure. We are very kindred spirits, you and I. I mean, Kim, we just have a lot of shared values. Yeah. And I'm really, really pleased at um, everything you asked me. And um, I know that this this segment's going to help so many people. So thank you for being willing to have the conversations about having connected sex. And I really appreciate being here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Never Set a Life podcast. I would love to have your rating and review. So let me know how you liked it. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend and someone that would enjoy it as well. Let me know what you would want to hear more of. Send me a comment in my latest Instagram post at Never Settle Life on Instagram. Until next time, I'm Coach Kim. I'll talk to you soon. Have you ever felt like there's something inside of you and, and it just knows? It knows where you're going. And you're so busy doubting yourself.